This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon. As we speak, Toronto City Councillors are in chambers discussing how to regulate the ride-for-hire app Uber. It's the latest attempt to find equal footing on the issue. The taxi drivers call Uber illegal and dangerous, while Uber and the mayor call it the way of the future for ground transportation in the city. According to several reports, the mayor met with several councillors over the weekend to try to get them on board with an Uber bylaw that can be passed through council. Today's session follows a marathon licensing committee meeting in April where staff recommended new regulations, including creating a new class of licenses for Uber drivers. At that point, pro-taxi councillors gutted that staff report, and now Uber is threatening to leave Toronto if they get unfavorable regulations. Uh, What is the upshot of all this? On the line is Rita Smith, Executive Director with the Toronto Taxi Alliance. Welcome, Rita. Thanks, Libby. Well, uh, as you're watching this unfold, uh, what are your thoughts? Well, it's... it's, uh it's a real Gordian knot, you know. It's um, uh, the city has kind of needlessly involved a ton of issues that didn't need to be at this point in time. Staff put forward 103 recommendations. Uh, it, I honestly could tell you I've been reading government reports at the city level, the provincial level, and the federal level for decades. This is the worst report that anybody's ever been paid to write. I mean, the city of Toronto actually paid staff, taxpayers, paid staff, to put forward a report that says cab drivers don't need to speak English, and they don't need any training. Um, it, it, it's, it's a lunatic report, and the fact that we're using this as the starting ground for the debate, this crazy lunatic report is being used as the starting ground for debate, just makes everything needlessly complicated. Okay, well, those are very strong words. I'm going to give out the numbers because I know our listeners have a lot to say about Uber and taxis and uh, whether they both can coexist. The numbers, listeners, 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Twitter at FightBackLibby or FightBack at Zoomer.ca. I want to hear what you think. This is it. It's come down to this is a marathon city council meeting, and the question is, are there going to be new regulations for Uber? And uh, we have Rita Smith, who is the executive director with the Toronto Taxi Alliance. Uh, I mean, realistically, what is your read of the tea leaves here, Rita? Do you think you'll be able to get rid of Uber? I don't think that that's... The cab industry doesn't have a problem with Uber, Uber uses licensed drivers in commercially insured cars. So it's up to each individual cab brokerage whether or not they want to let 
their drivers drive also for Uber and for the cab companies. It's Uber X. Uber X. Well, I think uses- that's that's what most most people who use Uber use Uber X. Okay, and that is unmarked. Car- I'm not sure that that's true, but uh, that is unmarked cars with uninsured drivers, unlicensed drivers. Me and my Chevy Cruze, I could come and pick you up. That's UberX. So Uber in and of itself applied to become a brokerage, a taxi brokerage in the city of Toronto. Uh, the cab industry, no industry, is going to say we nobody can come and compete with us. We've never said that. Uber follows basically the same rules that the cab industry follows by and large because they use cab industry drivers. It's UberX that is the issue. Well, with uninsured driver. Well, well, the regulations, those staff of regulations that you were just calling lunatic, they mandated that uh, Uber X drivers would have to carry similar insurance to taxis. And we believe they should have to carry identically the same insurance. Okay. What, what we what we asked of Metro Lace. Well, they pay. have to carry two million dollars worth of insurance to carry to carry paying passengers. It's a different. It's a different endorsement in Ontario. It's called the OPCS 6A. Every cab driver and every limo driver has it, and every Uber driver or UberX driver could purchase it if they so choose, but they choose not to. Well, the, the, the policy already exists. Right, but they would soon be mandated to carry insurance. I mean, uh, again, um, do you, are you hoping to get rid of Uber X? These are drivers who are driving their own cars, who are mostly driving on a part-time basis to make a few extra bucks. Uh, and, uh, you know, basically they say that they should not have, they should have rules, but not the same rules as taxi drivers. So are you hoping to get rid of those people? No, we, we never asked to get rid of Uber. It was never a request from the taxi industry. We put forward three requests to our submission. Uh, the deadline was February 29th. We gave our submission. It was one page long. Uh, there were three items in our submission. Uber equals taxi. Regs must be identical. No open entry. That's all we asked for. So essentially, Libby... We're not saying we can't compete with Uber. We're just saying whatever the rules are, just give us one set of rules and we'll compete. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give the numbers out again, 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-744-740. Uh, people, I want to know, do you support the taxi industry in this or do you support Uber? Do you use Uber? Uber is often cheaper than a taxi. Uh, Sometimes they come quicker, sometimes not. Sometimes they have that surge pricing and it turns out to be more expensive. I'm on the line with Rita Smith. Uh, Rita, have you read the tea leaves? Um, What kind of votes do you think you have lined up on council? Libby, I think it is absolutely impossible to predict and we follow it hourly. It's impossible to predict. What I would say is this, is I think an important thing for your listeners to think about and for city councillors to think about. The city of Toronto taxpayers paid city staff to hold consultations to refresh, revamp, reinvigorate the regulations for the taxi industry. Those consultations started in 2011 and they ended 
in 2014. There were three years of consultations. I attended several of them. The city spent a good chunk of money. Uh, they spent $50,000 on one survey to determine the correct number of cabs for the city of Toronto. And the result was that the, the paid consultant said Toronto has the correct number of cabs. We had an interim report and we had a final report in 2014, uh, which council voted on and the cab industry is in the process of, of implementing. Um, two years later, another entire consultation was requested. It lasted for a month. Staff brought forward this report, which you say is a strong word, but I call it a lunatic report. I think any report that says cab drivers don't need to speak English is, is not a sensible report. Um, so we had a three-year consultation, and then we had a one-month consultation. Now we're on our third report in five years on how to update the taxi industry. And everything I read yesterday told me that the mayor's staff spent the weekend crunching with counselors to write a new bylaw in two days. They're going to do something they couldn't get it done in three years. They couldn't get it done in a month. And yet something is going to come forward that was written in a weekend by political staff, none of whom are transportation experts. Who believes that whatever came out of this weekend uh, crunch session is going to be good guidance for well, seriously important I, I have to say, when, when deadlines are looming, sometimes that's the best way to actually get things done. Let's take a call from Maria Natobico. Hi, Maria. Oh, hi. Good afternoon. Um, I have to agree with the... Uh, I'm sorry, I missed her name. I have to agree with her. Rita. That, that the recommendations um, submitted late last month, uh, I think even a two-year-old could have come up with a better thing than that. And it was so skewed towards Uber. And by the way, I have zero skin in the game. I don't have any relatives in the taxi business or the um, or drive for Uber. But I think um, if you're going to be a level playing field, it has to be level. You cannot have a taxi place for over $200,000 for a taxi industry, and then Uber pays only $20,000. It's ridiculous. Then you have, if you go all the way down the line, it's all skewed towards Uber. The taxi drivers have to pay $290 a, month, a year, Uber driver $10. And don't tell me, oh, because they work part-time. If you're a um, licensed um, professional, whether it's nursing or whatever, whether you're working full-time or part-time, you still work pay the same amount for your registration. Uh, so you cannot, you cannot have it, um, you know, one can do whatever they want and the other one has to stick to the road. Sure, they, the taxi industry, they can um, discount their pricing, but guess what? They're not able to, to increase it like Uber does. So, you know, so raise that um, benefit to them to do that. Well, do, do you ever take Uber? Have you ever taken Uber? I, I haven't, and uh, I would not. No, I would not. You I've would... taken taxes, but I would not take Uber, no. Why? Because you are de- because it worries you, or you don't think it's fair. I do not think it's fair. And people keep saying, "Oh, it's very, it's cheaper, it's cheaper." Remember Walmart and home Walmart increased its power. They used to open their stores right at the edge of town, make it dirt cheap. When they put the mom and pop stores out of business, they jacked up the pricing. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's an interesting point. Um, uh, th- thanks very much, Maria. Um, uh, Rita, what do you think of Maria said? Do you think most people agree? I mean, most people, frankly, that I know take Uber X sometimes. And I know people that take Uber X as well. My daughter's 27 years old. She has a lot of friends right in that age bracket. She herself uh, doesn't take Uber, disagrees with it vehemently. And she said to me last winter, you know, Ma, my whole life you told me don't get into a car with strangers. And she said, now everybody gets into any car with anyone. You know, it, it's, it's a kind of a, 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 a real 180 degree polar opposite to everything that we've ever taught as far as safety is concerned. So fairness, well, but- as Maria has pointed out, is a hugely important issue from a business confidence point of view. Other industries are watching the city of Toronto and thinking, well, I could invest in Toronto um, and build a business there, and they can change the law and, and you know, shut me down completely on a whim when the government changes. It doesn't send a good signal to business. Okay, now, I just in terms of the background checks, I mean, you have to say one of the proposed regulations is that Uber drivers would undergo background change, uh, checks, same background checks as taxi drivers. No, it's not the same. It's not the same. Oh, it's, the, uh, the taxi driver's background check is conducted by the Toronto Police Service. Uber wants to do their own background checks and manage their own files on those background checks. They don't want to turn the responsibility or the oversight for either the background checks or their proof of insurance to the city. Uber thinks it's enough if they just tell the city, you know, it's all good, we're on top of it, that's enough. And I don't think that there are, you know, possibly not a majority of city councillors who believe that that is good enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, how would you explain now, uh, you know, I take a lot of taxis. A lot of those taxis are pretty beat up. I, I don't take Uber very often. I've taken it a few times, and it's like a clean, spanking, lovely car. Um, I've, actually had, I've actually had friends make that comment to me as well. And what I would say to you, Libby, is given that UberX has been in Toronto for two years now, uh, probably the odds are good that you've never been in an UberX car that's been a public vehicle for more than two years because that's as old as UberX is in the city of Toronto. A taxi cab in Toronto can be five years old. Most of them are on the road 24 hours a day, seven days a week by design. They're specially purpose-outfitted cars for that. Uh, and people, you know, eat in them, and people throw up in them, and, and people have babies in them, and, you know, they're out there for five years. So what I would say is, you know, let's check back after any Uber car has been on the road for five years and see if, if it still has that same spanking new uh, quality about it. The average Uber driver, the average Uber driver drives for three months and then quits. So you've probably never been in a car that's been on the road for more than three months. And the average Uber driver drives less than 10 hours a week. The churn in the drivers is incredible, which is why Uber is recruiting constantly. Um, and if the average driver drives for three months, you've never been in a car that's been on the road for a year or two years or three years. It's, a, it's, it's from a practical logistical point of view. We wish that all cabs could be three months old when you get in them. 
but um, that's not the way the business has evolved. I, I, I just I just wish they could be clean when I get in them. Let's take a call from Alex. Hello, Alex. Hi, how are you, Libby? Uh, fine, how are you? I'm great. I just finished retiring out of the uh, trucking business for the last 40 years. Deregularization is a uh, wonderful, thing, wonderful thing to happen to uh, both the cab industry and the trucking business. Uh, reduces rates. I don't have a problem with uh, two millions for uh, the Uber drivers. I think everybody's running with two million PLPD right now. Anyway, the insurance. Um, when the cab, when the cabbies' licenses were stopped being issued new ones, fifteen, twenty years ago, whatever it was, Beck and Co-op and a whole bunch of these guys, they applied for like a thousand licenses and and tied up the whole industry in Toronto for the last twenty years. All these guys, if you want to work for these guys, they charge you a lot of money for the cars and everything else. I mean, I'm not a cab driver. I'm not a truck driver. But, you know, it's, it's these, the cab companies have had it real good for the last 20 years at least, and it's, it's time that they had some competition. Okay. Alex, thanks very much for your call. Um, if, I could just, if I could just comment. Uh, we have to take – can you hold that thought? Because I'm, I'm late for taking a break. We'll be back, uh, Rita, and we will allow you to respond to that as soon as we're back, okay? You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Well, it all comes down to today, or at least the debate that is starting today in council, uh, in chambers, and that is the question of how to regulate Uber. Uh, I'm on the line with Rita Smith, who is the executive director with the Toronto Taxi Association. I'm taking your calls at 416-360-0740 and toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And uh, when we took our break, Rita was about to respond to our last caller. So, Rita, please go ahead. Oh, yes. Thanks, Libby, for the opportunity to respond. Um, Your caller, Alex, was factually incorrect in um, just about every statement that he made. Back co-op Diamond, no taxi brokerage, owns a 1,000 plates. Um, it is illegal for a taxi brokerage in Toronto to own any plates. So Beck doesn't own any plates, and co-op doesn't own any plates. People who own plates drive within those brokerages. People are surprised to find out. Let's just use Beck as an example. Um, the service that Beck offers, Beck doesn't own any cars, and Beck doesn't own any plates. Beck provides a dispatch service, and drivers who want to be dispatched by Beck and drive Beck's colors uh, pay a monthly premium to be part of the Beck brokerage. So there are no there are no brokerages that own a thousand plates. There's nobody in Toronto that owns a thousand plates. Uh, there's nobody in Toronto even that owns a hundred plates. There might be a family that owns ten or twelve. There, uh, since the um, uh, since the reform in 1998, the city has worked toward one plate per owner operator. They've released about a hundred per year as the as the through the ebb and flow of of the industry. Um, about a hundred per year, which is uh, almost 1,800 since 1998, plus the ambassador plates, plus the accessible plates. So that well over half of the plates in the city of Toronto are now in the hands of owner-operators who drive their very own cars. 
Okay. So uh, what, what Alex just said is in no way connected to reality. Okay, let's take a couple of calls. Uh, people waiting patiently on the line. Pauline in Toronto. Hi, Pauline. Hi, how are you? Fine, how are you? Great. I just wanted to give my opinion. I like Uber. My son has been taking Uber in Toronto for about two years, and uh, he got me hooked on it. And I like it because you know exactly when they're arriving. You know the name of the person, the type of car. They rate you, and you rate them. And you don't have to wait around for a taxi. For You, you don't know when they're going to arrive. Yeah, apparently, um, you know, taxis also have apps that uh, can let you know that. I haven't taken a taxi in Toronto in years and years, and I refuse to. I find they drive too fast. A lot of them are uh, quite a f- I found some of them arrogant, and uh, I just refuse to take a taxi. But I think I have a right to decide if I want to take an Uber or a taxi. Mm-hmm. And, but do you think that uh, Uber drivers should have to uh, play by the same rules as taxi drivers? Uh, no, not really. You know what? The problem with taxi drivers, they have to pay such a high, high uh, licensing fee. And it's actually uh, determined by the city of Toronto. Right. But no, if somebody wants to drive around and if uh, they get a credit check or they have to go through a thing with Uber as well. So you think I don't that... know why they can't. Sure. Okay. Thanks so much for your call, Pauline. I'm the one that's deciding to get in the car. Okay. Well, thanks very much for your call, Pauline. You're welcome. Okay. Uh, we'll take one more call before we switch gears here, and we have Richard in Orangeville. Hi, Richard. Hey, how are you today? Fine. How are you? I'm good. I'm a little bit upset as to why the city would want to have Uber share the client base with the taxi cabs. The city of Toronto is already saturated with taxicabs. To add more cars to that client base is going to make taxicabs, you know, they're already working 18 hours a day. I mean, geez. Well, some, some of them guys. are. Pardon me? Some of them are. And uh, uh, Rita was just talking about this correct number of cabs. Uh, as a customer, I can tell you, generally speaking, they're are the right number of cabs, but if you have bad weather or it's a holiday, I mean, forget about it. I understand all that, but if you take that client base and add all the Uber cars to it, what's going to happen, not just to the customer, but to the cab drivers? Well, absolutely. I, this think, is... I honestly believe that Uber should be allowed to get out of town. Okay, well, they've threatened to. I hope they do. I really hope they do. And for the city to have Toronto councillors to try and arrange some kind of a program where they can be accepted into this uh, environment is totally, totally wrong. And, uh, well, my mayor is not going to get my vote next time around if he goes in favour of Uber. Well, thank well, you very much for your time, ma'am. Okay, and, thank uh, good you. Good luck for everybody. Okay, Bye-bye. thanks a lot. Okay, Rita Smith, um, let's give you the last word. Again, uh, have you been reading the tea leaves? What do you think the outcome of today will be? I think that the outcome of today is going to be uh, historic. One way or another, either Toronto City Council is going to decide it wants its democratically elected 
members will create the laws and enforce the laws. That's really important. We have laws right now. We're simply not enforcing them. So either Toronto wants to create and enforce the laws, as the councillors were elected to do, or we're going to let an American foreign-owned hedge fund invested corporation that sends all of its all of its revenues offshore to the Netherlands to avoid taxes tell the city of Toronto how it's going to be governed. I just don't think councillors are going to go for that, Libby. I don't think that a majority of councillors are going to say, yeah, let's let the Americans tell us how to run our city because that's, you know, why they're here. I, I don't see that flying with democratically elected councillors. I, I haven't heard yet that they like that. And uh, I guess by the end of day tomorrow, we'll know. Okay. Rita Smith, Executive Director with the Toronto Taxi Alliance. Thank you so much. And uh, my prediction is that this is far from the last that we have heard about the Uber and the taxi debate, though we all await the outcome tomorrow, hopefully. Thank you for the opportunity to speak, Libby. I appreciate it. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. Bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.